Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Listening to the Pancakes and Power Slam show by Crave Wrestling on Blog Talk Radio. Be sure to follow Crave Wrestling on Twitter at Crave Wrestling and join the Facebook fan page Crave Wrestling. Episode 306, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Pancakes and Power Slam Show. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at Crave Wrestling and join the Facebook fan page, Crave Wrestling. I am Chris Featherstone, your host, as always. Our weekly interview tonight goes to uh, this uh, wonderful uh, freak of nature <laughs> that, that this man is. Um, and just he's been around in the wrestling business for a while. Um, between about 2013 and 2014, he uh, he went from uh, a, a kind of a, a cruiserweight style level uh, and just gained a bunch of body mass and became just like uh, intimidatingly freakish. Uh, and he's been he's been uh, the 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 person that he is ever since, and just uh, uh, being really really. 
uh, serious about uh, training and, and 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 fitness, and his pro- professional professional wrestling career has uh, soared, being uh, just a star on Lucha Underground and a recent signee to Impact Wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, I bring to you tonight Brian Cage. How are you tonight, sir? I am doing well, doing well. I just uh, just got out of the gym and tiny bed myself, so. <laughs> that's what you're saying how how fitting just, just got out the gym Perfect. <laughs> absolutely so back in 2013 uh you, you had a gut check challenge match with jay bradley and the next week uh bruce prichard actually said these quotes he said you've got tools you've you're put together great and you had a tremendous outing last week unfortunately it wasn't enough you are eliminated how did those words affect you at that time in 2013? Uh, and was that a shoot? Where, 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 where I've interviewed people from the Gut Check Challenge before. How much is that? How much of that was a shoot, and how much it was a work? I mean, it was all uh, all a shoot to me because I had no idea what was going to happen. Um, this is, we can dial back a little bit. I had a I had a dark match um, earlier the, the year prior. It's like you know fall 2012. Mm-hmm. And then Alpha hits me up and goes, hey, would you like to do a gut check? I'm like, um, he goes, look, here's here's the deal. Totally shoot. Like, we don't know whether you're going to win or lose. Uh, you'll be working with somebody else. Not on the roster. He goes, we want to sign you either way. He goes, this is only going to help you get signed that much faster. He says, win or lose, he says, we're going to sign you. It's going to make it you know, happen quicker if you do it. If you don't do it. Mm-hmm. I said, okay, sure, I'll do it. Um, I go out there, as you just said, that, that happened. I'm like, what? Are you kidding me? And, and even then... Because nobody else knew, like, in all the all the top stars at the time, everything was, you know, mind blown. That like, wait, he chose the other guy? Like, are yeah. you kidding me? You know, being a Kurt Angle, Jeff, nobody could believe it. And then uh, just even more kind of like, you know, back, even back to Catman. He's like, you got it all. You got to feel like the whole package. You're exactly what we're looking for. And then exactly my head felt like, well, then why did my win? Right. I was <laughs> like, wait, what do you mean? <laughs> and uh, hey, don't worry, you know, we're, it, you know, it'll happen for you to stay in touch, and then. Um, obviously nothing ever happened and it kind of went the way it went and then I got a decent offer from Blue John Underground at AAA so I went there. Yeah, absolutely. And a, a year and a half later from that you actually were a part of a X-Division qualifying match against Sonata and Crazy oh. Steve. Yeah, yeah and, the Destination X match. Oh, yeah. yeah. Out here, just to cap it on even more, I remember when I got brought in off that because low-key they were like bringing people back for every match. That was like the gimmick. Mm-hmm. And low-key was already under contract so, you know, of course he'll be in it. Thomas had to go back for that one night because he literally was five minutes walking distance from the venue. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm flying out from California. So I'm like, yeah, so many different people they could have used, you know, throughout the East Coast. So I asked, uh, I asked him, I was like, hey, so why was I used? Like, well, why, why am I still in this spot? And uh, <laughs> it makes it even better. Because the goal was like, you know, actually most of management, if not all, thought we made the wrong decision and you should have won that check. So this was kind of like, all the way to make it up to you and give you an op- another opportunity. Mm. And I was like, well, is that mirror going to be doing business in the future? And they just kind of like looked at me and gave me like the, the cheeky head nod, like, yeah, you know, we'll be in touch. And then I was CC'd out the emails after that, and then it just kind of fell on its face. And I, I know I think that's like right when they lost their Spike TV deals, maybe they had different uh, situations. But then that, that is with the time of time, which uh, yeah. away. So um, I think, you know, five years later, from actual gut check was my. Actual debut on impact. That's right. So, like, <laughs> day, so that's pretty coincidental. So you know, I guess I guess even lie to me. It's time. I didn't realize it would take five years. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, five years, absolutely. So you were mentioned uh, Lucha Underground. You are a huge star there. I, I watched a bunch of matches uh, uh, that you are a part of. Uh, just recently, I looked at a match with you and Matanza. Uh, you just uh, were a star. I looked at an interview that you had previously, and you were just talking about how you love just the feel and and that it wasn't any theme music, but at the same time, the energy of the crowd just made you just kind of turn into, you know, just kind of kind of beast mode, kind of turbo mode, and bring out the raging cage, I believe you said. So how important is it for just a crowd to be involved uh, in a match? Uh, and can you recall any time that, that you competed and the crowd was just dead? Sure. Yeah, I mean – when you're going to go out there and you're going to try to kill yourself or, you know, especially my, my kids, you know, have the, the, the agility. If I'm going to do some, like, you know, some crazy stuff I don't normally do, like acrobatic-wise, um, or, you know, just, just go 100%, even, like, give you that added fuel intensity to stay running, you know, at, at peak performance the whole time and I get blown and and, uh, and tired. Like, yeah, man, that's all the adrenaline for the crowd. It's all feeding off the crowd. And the crowd's giving you that, that energy, man. It is. It, is, yeah. it does give you a second win. You know, it does give you that, that sense of feel. It's like, okay, it's worth it. You know, they're going to appreciate it. They're going to acknowledge it. It's going to make you keep going. Right. Um, and, yeah, man, there's been times I've brought to, you know, different crowds, even if it's a good match. And, like, it's all solid crowd. And they're just, whether they're not that good of a crowd or they're just, you know, tired from a long night of rest or whatever, you go out there. And it's, it's it definitely takes the win underneath yourselves away when you, you know, do some cool move or, or – or a cool spot or whatever, and you just don't get the reaction you're expecting or anticipating. It's like, oh. And if you're like, go, 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 and you get, you know, blown up, even though I'm in good shape, there's still a lot of meat moving around. If you don't get that, like, response, it starts making you huff and puff a little yep. bit more. Yep. Um, you know, it happens, too, actually, a uh, few different places in, in Mexico, too. You know, these huge arenas that don't uh, always react, you know, the same. So you're trying to go out there and do some cool stuff. And then you know, you know, give it back to you like 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 a small little smart smart crowd would, and so kind of uh, it kind of kills you. It just doesn't give you that same desire to go out there and like only go flip off of this, or dive off of that, or you know, dart my head into the canvas if they're not gonna you know respond accordingly and give you give it appreciation. They are they're, and they're gonna cheer just as much for a kick in the stomach and drop some crazy ridiculous neck bomb like well, just kick in the stomach. So. <laughs> yeah, so you. Recently had, you know, a big announcement as far as impact. We'll get to that here in a moment. So where does that leave you right now with Lucha Underground? Uh, I am still currently signed with Lucha Underground as well. And uh, we actually start taping here in uh, just a few weeks. So I am, uh, I believe myself and, and uh, Mundo, Morrison, Impact, Nitro, whatever you want to call them, uh, are the only two to have the full, the full unsigned uh, contract to impact and to Lucha Underground. Wow, that's uh, that's uh, quite awesome there. Uh, so congratulations on that. So was it uh, was it a tough uh, deal to negotiate or work? Because you know I, I report stuff all the time, and you know they're with the the new executive uh, staff, uh, particularly uh, well Scott Demore has been working there for a while, but specifically Don Callis. You know, there's 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 reports of basically uh, the executive team not being as stringent as far as just uh, competing with other companies and maintaining your name and so forth. Did you have that easy transition, or was it tougher to try to you know have both contracts? 
Spice was, uh, was really easy. Kind of, we've been interested for quite a while. Mm-hmm. We kind of worked something out. And then, um, you know, Lucha okayed it to, to loosen up, uh, the, you know, the, the restraints in our contract. So basically, in TNA, you know, wrote up a contract and had to submit to LRA and, and MGM to get it approved by them. And then, you know, then once I took a look at it and I was okay with it, um, the book signed and, and there it was. And same thing. I was like, you know, I can still get, uh, Full, full use of control of my name and my monitors, my tire, um, full control of my indie dates. Um, so, uh, and then, uh, obviously, we just still has first right to refusal, but they don't really run um, against each other schedule-wise. So, mm-hmm. so no, man, it worked out, it worked out real well. So, I took everything I was doing in the right now, and impacts used to be great, and, uh, and I still get to do any and all indie stuff that I choose to, so. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. And, and you know what's so funny? You said in a previous interview, we were talking about basically the five-year, you know, transition of Brian Cage from Impact of, of, of January of uh, 2013 uh, to, you know, you signing with Impact in, in January of 2018. And you said something in a, interesting. You were talking about AJ Styles, and you said that he wouldn't be in the position the same position uh, now as he, you know, if it was eight years ago, and just how important it is for you know, uh, you know, people just to kind of up their stock and they become that much more uh, important. Now, with that, uh, your stock is quite high, you know, with with your time in, in Lucha Underground and in the Indies, PWG, and and now uh, Impact Wrestling. Has there been any interest from WWE? Oh, you know, I haven't talked to him at all. Um, uh, like, uh, my, my last line with WWE went, you know, it was developmentally signed for between 2008 and 2009. And then I got released due to, um, actually, I had, I'll make this really quick, but I had a groin injury, and this lady from the St. Peter, uh, St. Pete Tennis Ball, I'm assuming it's like, who is interview? So it took me on the show. Even though it ended up a short little squash match just to have her continue her article. But then I guess like her article was kind of trying to expose the business, so mm-hmm. he kind of rooted it out. And then uh I went up there and I had this like dual three minute match. Everything went fine except for um torn cut up spot. I I was at the springboard and the guy was gonna boot me and um I couldn't race springboard because my groin was torn and so he and he threw the boot like like twelve feet away, man. Like, so I was like, What's this guy doing? Like, I'd worked on the phone, we've done that spot before. And anyway, it was a big show. Everyone, like, everyone's dad was there, all, like, the, you know, the second, third generation superstars and a lot of the agents. So, you know, all the tons of awesome matches I've had with T.J. Wilson and our Tyson Kid and Trent Breda and, uh, you know, me and P.J. Tagging, P.J. Black, and all those amazing matches we've had, I guess, don't matter. But we watched that one, we're like, oh, okay, let's cut it. And all the coaches went to bat for me and, like, you don't want to do that. You know, guy's great. And uh when I just drank the pie was well if you sat there I guess the phone back later won't And uh it was actually like six months or so later signing and then he was sent to my contract. Because we're gonna put on uh, they wanted to be in one NXT season three too and then it turned to all girls. Um then we kinda went back and forth and also spent tough enough and I was on tough enough. They came to me for that to the casting group there. Um then uh when they were in my town in Fresno, um, I touched base with John. They invited me down, and I met him in his office. We talked over everything, how things went. He goes, okay, well, great. You know, we'd love to have you back. 
we're like a month out for Mania. Let us get through Mania, and then we'll uh, we'll bring you back on board. I'm like, awesome, cool. Like, why would he lie to me? Why would he bring me down? Waste mm-hmm. time, my time. You know, but what's the case? Mania comes and goes, kind of uh, MIA a little bit. I reach out to him a couple times. Finally, he gets back to me. He says, never mind. We're no longer interested. I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. What do you mean? And he goes, well, let's face it, kid. He goes, you're average at best, and we're just no longer interested. And I was so pissed. I was like, you know what? I was like, let's really face it. I think you and I both know I'm better than average. But that's all right. Thanks for responding. Maybe we'll do business in the future. And um, that finally, I was like so desperate to go back to the movie. I felt like my life was over if I didn't go back. And uh, after all the ups and downs there, being released, signed, rescinded, tough enough, no tough enough, come back, don't, okay. I was like, all right, I'm not for this. I don't care now. I, I told everyone I was get signed by the time I was 24. I accomplished that. Like, I don't care if I go back now. And my life got substantially better, mm-hmm. personally, professionally, everything, after I finally let go of that. And um, the fast forward, and actually right after that Destination X match, I've been, uh, I've been in talk with WWE, and um, he had kind of, from a lot of people reaching out to the new regime that had been there, um, every few months he said, hey, you know, we're just going to bring you into this tryout. Are you available? And I go, yeah, sure. And then they go, they like, wait until it's about to happen. Oh, wait, you know what, never mind. We can't get you in this one. We'll put you on the next one in three months. And mm-hmm. so on and so on and so on. And that was uh, the way it went for about a year and change or so. And I felt like, too, that's just, it was just like testing. I don't know, just putting the character in your face and just, I don't know. But every time I you know, played the game, I was like, yeah, that's great. That's what I need better for me. Oh, yeah, I'd actually rather do things. Whatever excuse or, you know, why not give them. So finally, when they were really going to put me in, bring me in for Trout, um, I, was, I said, okay, sign me up. I said, no, paperwork to fill out and, um, and to book my flights and everything. And then I thought about it, and I called them back the next day. And I said, oh, never mind, I don't want to do it anymore. Mm-hmm. And they're like, wait, what? What do you mean you don't want to do it? And I go, uh, you know, I just worked for Pena, you know, sometimes spam. And obviously, I didn't go anywhere, but uh, I had the offer from Mooch and AAA. And I don't know, I just all of a sudden, I just didn't want to go on that weekend with their offering. And uh, then it felt good because I said, ah, you know what, you know, I'm just no longer interested at this time. So they have to uh, repay the favor uh, a little while later. And it, it felt so good to say. And they're like, well, if you want extra spots, you want to get an extra out. You want to make some opportunities, we'll see what happens. And then since then, I've never heard from them ever again. Oh, wow. So yeah. people always ask that. They're like, oh, are, are, you, are you, you know, willing or would you want to go back? And I'm not like spiteful, like, oh, totally against going back. But. It would have to be meaningful enough for me to want to go back. Because, like, as of right now, my life's great. My career's going good. Everything's awesome. Like, there's no need for me to go back. But, you know, if the stars align, right place, right time, I'm not saying I wouldn't go back. But if that also never takes place and never happens, then I'm okay with that, too. So, yeah. Yeah, like you said, you were signed uh, before 24, so, uh, you know, mission accomplished. So, Yeah, you know, nobody, nobody believed I would do that, and I, I guarantee everyone that I would be. So, I mean, uh, exactly as far as my ultimate goal, I did I did do that. So. Yep, absolutely. So let the listeners know just uh, what you're uh, expecting for just your run in Impact Wrestling, and where can they find you on social media? Um, social media, uh, you find me in all the – all the different social outlets, just uh, Brian Cage on uh, Facebook and uh, Instagram, and then Mr. GMSI underscore Cage on Twitter. It's kind of a crappy long one, but um, I mean, I'm sure if you just search Brian Cage, it'll come up too. <laughs> um, as for Impact, I believe my uh, my debut, or at least my vignette, starts this uh, this Thursday, mm-hmm. February 1st, the day before my birthday, so that worked out pretty well. 
And uh, man, it's uh, I'm uh, I'm rocking and rolling there, man. I got a got the real heavy push going, and everyone's talking like I'm like the the impact version of Goldberg, how they're how they're using me. So yeah. I'm pretty excited, pretty happy, can't complain. Um, between that, you know, we're underground starting this month, and uh, a lot of a lot of awesome indie dates have coming up. I'm I'm real happy. So awesome. Been a pleasure, Brian. Appreciate you uh, taking your time to be on the show tonight. Awesome, no worries, man. Thank you very much. Glad uh, I was able to work out after some conversations back and forth, and uh, you having me. Awesome. Have a good night. All right, buddy. Have a Bring what you got. The measuring stick just changed around here, buddy. You're looking at it. Four corners, three. Our mind. Let's go. The whole squad is making it clear we taking this year. You know who we are, but you don't know why we here. So this is where the big boys play. These big boys play like who defies the living God. Get out the big boys' way. Outsiders with the swoop in. We live as kings. You see in us, but our third man waits in the wings. And when the time is right, we shock him with the proper attack. I go for dolo, but ain't solo. Cut the promo in black. Hollywood Hendrix, Prizzle, pinning them to the max. And I'm Dash Wonderkin with the strength of a hundred men. With one intent to see the will fulfilled of the one who sent his son to give himself. But you rap about your gas and your rags torture. White coffins when I drop a bomb. My mic's awesome. Never lost faith. You in all space. You can all skate. Suffer but never crippled. No bin walls in my cross face. From here to Saturday raving. Anticipating. I was frostbitten. Now I am glacier. Mixed with some Vader. Get to hawking with these animals. Using God for my defense in Alabama We jamming, that's beautiful Bobby eating me and Priest We the dangerous alliance, nah, the Harlem Heat Tie the do-rag before we do battle You're talking shit, you are what you speak This too sweet Till the genre is took back We reppin' that work pack The foundation's shaking, no mistaking Yeah, we shook that Trust in God, we trust Pushing forward, never look back Meekness ain't at all weakness Some people mistook that Stampin' out this crook rap He turnin' the power we're on, on the razor's edge, leg drop after a power bomb. Tired of the lies, man, we bringing the truth through. Diligent and fruitful, the owners in our group too. It's good to be king, sold out this war is brutal. We playing them war games, our army go move too. You crew, I'm in the raptors with a bat in my hand. And stand to shatter all your plans so they don't matter. In the grand scheme, it's that easy. We tag teaming, Steiner brothers, we love it. Demand the win, establish it. This the clash of the champions. <laughs> this is where the big boys play, huh? We ain't here to play. And a special thank you to uh, Impact Wrestling star, Lucha Underground star, Brian Cage on the show tonight. Thank you so much for being on the show and joining us on episode 306 of the Pancakes and Power Slam show. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a full show tonight. we got a whole lot of trivia uh, that is going to be going on tonight. We're going to do a fill-in-the-blank with the live audience one more time. Uh, last week, we were talking about should blank win the Royal Rumble. This week, we're going to talk about should blank win, uh, be in the WWE Hall of Fame. So another a fun fill-in-the-blank live flavor of the week this week. Like like I said, bunch a bunch of trivia dating back from WrestleMania 1 to WrestleMania 5. So we need some vets. We need some vets in the game to be a part of this trivia and to show 
the new the new people, the new school uh what it is about uh, uh about wrestling back in the day. We got the we got the live stream on wrestling rumors loading up. We also got the pan slams hashtag uh, for those who are uh, for those who are listening via audio, use the hashtag of Pan Slams to join us as well. All right, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, we have a lot of trivia, so let's get started here. Hello, hello, hello for all the people who are saying hi. Uh, been watching wrestling since 1983. Well, there you go. You're two years behind. Uh, you're two years uh, uh, before. Um, before the first WrestleMania, so you should be ready for that. So, all right, here it is. Speaking of WrestleMania, here we go. What were the three cities that hosted WrestleMania two? What were the three cities that hosted WrestleMania two? All right, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let's bring in the co-host with the most. He is from Under Matt Radio, Evan Tech Proud. How are you tonight, sir? Good brothers, good to be back. I do apologize to all lovely fans for my absence last week. Had a lot of technical difficulties, phone froze, power went out. This is uh, crazy, but uh, I'm here. My voice ain't all there, but <clears throat> I'm here. Here to be live. Have a good That's time. right, absolutely. Absolutely, we're going to have some fun. All oh, looks like you all already, uh, already. Good stuff. Great stuff. Stuff. Here we go. Rosemont, Illinois, which a lot of people say Chicago. <laughs> Uniondale, New York. And also Los Angeles, California. Good stuff. All right, next question. Here we go. I mean, this is lightning fast, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Oh, man. Listen. Got to give a special shout out to Jody on the live stream. Been watching wrestling since 1967. Oh, nice. 1967. Now, that is some serious pro wrestling watching Man, right there. 1967. Man, wow. 60, 1967. Wow. That's actually a theme song um, title of uh, the Motor City Machine Guns back uh Mm-hmm. In the in Impact Wrestling, wow, that is phenomenal. That is absolutely phenomenal. 1967, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you can't get any better than that. Uh, anybody, <laughs> anybody been watching for uh, longer than 1967? He's got you by. He's been watching for 51 years. So he said he's 59. Yeah. So he's been watching it since uh, since you are since you've been eight years old. My, uh, that is a uh, Quite impressive. Quite impressive. Mag Dog, the Crusher, he's bringing up, oh, no, bringing yeah. up some old school names. That's right. Oh, yeah. Bombs Away, That's all that. Rick Stevens. Flair, he had um, dog hair, now blonde. That's right. Man. Jared, uh, uh, Gerard, I think, is your name. I, I apologize if I uh, messed it up. Gerard, I believe, 1993. So yeah, I'll give you a shout out too. Nineteen ninety three, twenty five years in the in the wrestling game. What 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 do you, um, what do you I've been watching, watching? Um, about eighty four, eighty five, somewhere around there. <clears throat> yeah. I'm eighty seven. We're on the horseman time. Yeah. Yeah, I'm eighty seven. Um, so uh, yeah, we, we yeah, getting yeah. up there, I, brother. Yeah. Man, I tell you, 
84, about, about 84, 85, around Dusty Rhodes, Horseman. I think Horseman was 86. Um, yeah. Beginning of 86. I think it was like January of '86 is when the Horseman, uh, the Horseman formulated from that uh, from that Arn Anderson promo, the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse is what he said. Um, Which uh, that's the last and only time that they've actually referred to themselves, the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse. Which uh, the Book tough, of Revelations, which we always yeah, that's quote. right. If you will, uh, in a... 1985. 1985 is what it said. So must be okay. So sure. that's when I'll start. Remember, start watching wrestling. 1985. In, um, okay. So November of 85. November 85 is when they when when the the promo was. Yeah, I, I started watching in the summer of 87. Because of course, the great. City of Baltimore, Maryland, obviously Baltimore. It was NWA town. And we had all the American bashes and the Crockett Cups and a whole bunch of untelevised events. Yes, but, all right. Yeah. Uh Allen eighty seven, James nineteen eighty. We got uh, Shelby Laura Maryland requesting a shout out. So you got a Maryland uh you got a Maryland yes. for a person listening right now, Laurel Mel- Maryland. Merlin. Uh, Shelby's been walking since 83. Ger- Gerald, since early 80s. Hogan yeah. versus Sheik. Christopher, been watching since 84. Um, bunch of shout out. We got uh, um, let's see. We got a bunch of uh, uh, people from Canada watching right now. Oh, Emerson, Canada. Alberta, Donna. Wow. Uh, we got uh, Jay from uh, Fort Erie, Ontario. Good stuff. Two hot days. Yeah, uh, Miami. We got Miami in the house. Wisconsin. Um, another Wisconsin. Um, got uh, somebody been watching since '84. Um, Iowa, Colorado Springs, Colorado. Awesome. Um, Robbie's been watching since '91. That was a really tough year to start watching wrestling. Oh man, '91. <laughs> we we gotta. Who, who yeah. was that? We gotta get him a hand clap. Yeah, '91. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> start watching wrestling at '91. You're still watching. Yeah, that, that was a tough year to start watching wrestling. Talk about sure. trials, uh, trials and tribulations. Right. <laughs> right. Um, I got another massive. We got a Massachusetts Lindsay from uh, early nineties. Um, let's see. We got uh, Corey from Illinois. We got Topeka, Kansas. Chris. We got uh, Madison, Tennessee. Carrie. We got. Uh, Austin, Texas, been watching since 90, uh, 1985. Good stuff. Um, Road Warriors versus AWA was at a high school in my town. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, nice. That's that's awesome. Uh, here's the next question. Here's the next trivia question. Who did Randy Savage beat in the tournament final of WrestleMania four? Who did Randy Savage beat in the tournament final 
of WrestleMania 4. We have a lot of stuff to talk about tonight, so without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let's get right into it. It is time for the headlines, and here we go. All right, so Jason Jordan, uh, he is um, going to be gone for a bit. Uh, he, uh, you, you actually um, uh, was a correspondent in Baltimore. We covered it on. Uh, we covered it uh, a couple times um, with a couple articles as far as just Jason Jordan's uh, 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 lack of involvement when he was teaming up in Baltimore. Uh, and you know he kind of did that storyline thing with uh, at the Royal Rumble, uh, and then you know yesterday it was just kind of like he on Raw uh, he was medically cleared. There was this, so this is all storyline, but it's it's actually true that uh, WWE uh, and WWE basically you know broke today and said that uh, um, he uh, what is the what is the quotes here he they said. Uh, Dr. Joseph Maroon, and this is actually on the Wrestling Rumors site here, uh, quote, he had an injury to a disc in his neck, which resulted in significant pain that was refractory to all conservative matters. It was decided to do a minimally invasive operation to decompress the nerve to allow it to heal. So I did some research uh, on the recovery time. WWE said they don't they're not sure of the recovery time. So basically that's, that's where he's at. That's where it's at right now. As far as WWE is concerned, the research I did said that a patient with this type of surgery, um, it's the actual name for the surgery uh, is, I know what the last, the last is microdiscectomy. So it's some type of shaving, uh, of some, because I had a microdiscectomy in in my back in 2013. Um, oh, man. It is uh, called a minimally invasive posterior cervical microdiscectomy. So, uh, in doing some research on that particular um, uh, surgical procedure, uh, what I what I found was. Uh, a patient is usually re- allowed to return home after 24 hours. Um, most doctors allow patients to uh, work seven to 10 days following the surgery. Um, and then full recovery is typically four to six weeks. And so that's, that's based on the, the research that I found with that particular surgical procedure. Um, the thing is, is that, you know, since Jason Jordan works, you know, his, since his, his line of uh, work is, heavily, you know, heavily impacted on his neck. Um, you know, I'm sure that they're, you know, the doctor's going to be very cautious as far as just letting him back in that type of time frame. However, the good news is based on that time frame from research that falls before mania. So, um, you know, to me, here's the thing. I think it seems as if, I don't think if, if, Jay, if Jason Dorn was fully fine I don't think they would have lost the titles at uh, at the Royal Rumble. Now, at this point, you know, since he had the surgery, he may be, uh, you know, back in time for Mania. I think they'll probably put him in a lighter match, either being in the Andre the Giant, you know, Memorial Battle Royal, um, or 
I actually have an idea. Uh, yeah, I have an idea of an Intercontinental title match, but I think there will still be a lot of impact. So I think probably the best thing for Jordan, if he is medically cleared to come back, would be to uh, be a part of the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. He was he, <laughs> The funny thing is, he was a part of that Battle Royal last year, um, and, and I think it was them and the Usos that were uh, battling for the Tag Team Championship. And both of them were in, both teams were in the, the Battle Royal. So it goes to show how much they cared about the SmackDown tag team titles at the time. I think that he'll be back in that. Um, if he's able to wrestle before then to get his WrestleMania check, I think that's where he'll be. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so when, when, when they were here, when they were here, the Rumble, uh, not say Rumble, uh, the day before the Rumble here in Baltimore. Uh, he didn't do anything. The main event was of course, uh, Rollins and uh, Rollins and Reigns and Jason Jordan against the Mister Raj, which was a great match. Jason Jordan stood on the side the whole match. The only thing he did yeah. was he closed lined I think Bo Dallas over the top rope when everybody got in the ring, and that was near the end of the match. That was it. He didn't do any bumps. Yeah. But uh, I wish him well. Uh, you know, good-looking kid. Uh, he just was starting to get real heats with how WWE was using him with being like the yep. annoying partner that talks too much. So um, sometimes, in, in, and I say this in in wrestling per se, an injury we don't wish anyone to get injured. But in a way. Look at it as a positive. Maybe he could come back. Maybe they could repackage him. They can get rid of this dumb storyline of him being Angle's son, which flops from the beginning. And he could just have his own identity. Grow yeah, that should never happen. Yeah, right. Yeah. Grow some fish. It was a bad deal. Tiger. But uh, he, he <laughs> right. things, you know, I'm, I'm proud of him. Just change your look. You look too, too clean, too, you know what I mean? Player B. Right. Player four, three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Create a wrestler. Um, yeah. I agree with you. I think he's a very plain look, nothing very appealing. He's a he's a stud in the ring, that's for sure. Um, but, you know, unfortunately, um, you know, it has to come with the look. I think I think that um his music got much better. I'm, I'm actually okay with his music now. The very beginning one was terrible, but now it's, it's okay. Here's the answer. Ted DiBiase, runner-up of the WrestleMania Four tournament. Here's the next one. Back-to-back. Back. Let's do this. Who accompanied Ricky Steamboat for his match versus Randy Savage at WrestleMania Three? Who accompanied Ricky Steamboat? For his match versus Randy Savage at WrestleMania three. Um, yeah, Dean Ambrose will be at Access. That is correct. Lindsay, she's going to WrestleMania and all of the indie shows, well most during that whole weekend. Um good stuff. I will be doing coverage uh in New Orleans from a Thursday to um Sunday as I did last year. So um uh, come come find the Pancakes and Power Slam show. We'll be around and and and, and covering stuff. Um, so follow at Crave Wrestling and 
and uh, let us know where uh, where you may be so we can meet up and take a pic and and discuss some things and talk some wrestling and uh, hang out. All right. Um, Randy Savage, who did he beat? Uh, we, we got that. Who accompanied uh, Ricky Steamboat? That's the question on deck right now. Who accompanied Ricky Steamboat? Um, oh, you know what? Yes. Good stuff. Great. Callie, Allen, Allen, uh, Norge, Antoine, Gerald, um, Jared. Yes. A bunch of people had the correct answer, which is uh, George Steele. George the Animal Steele. Uh, special special shout out to somebody said it the way that George uh, that uh, Jesse Ventura uh, Ger- uh, Gerald Animal Steel. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought it was hilarious, <laughs> Jesse. Uh, there goes Animal Steel. <laughs> that is, uh, Jesse Ventura's commentary was uh, uh, was Gabby really, Jesse Ventura. Really, really good. One of the underrated yeah. him and um, yeah. Jesse Ventura and Paul Heyman. Underrated when it oh, comes yeah. to uh, when it comes to commentary. Very much so. I even, absolutely agree. <clears throat> I even have a WrestleMania trivia that I could ask a little later on in the show. Nice, nice. Um, speaking of that, let's get to the next one before uh, we go to the next headline. What type of match was Hulk Hogan versus King Kong Bundy at WrestleMania two? What type of match was Hulk Hogan versus King Kong Bundy at WrestleMania? Got to do Warrior. Hold on. Got to do the Warrior. Lean on the WrestleMania 6. Open the cockpit door, Hulk Hogan. Look at these yellow things like, man, Hogan, thunder lips. You got to do the list. Oh, God. Oh, God. Thunder lips. <laughs> oh man! Yeah. Well, Gallo, well, well, yeah. The quintessential, um, uh, just heel man. He was amazing. Absolutely. Dusty, big dust. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's with Animal Steel? Um, what's with him? I think he uh, didn't he pass recently? Passed away. Like yeah, a few he passed years away. Ago? Going on a glory yeah, land yeah. two years ago. Yeah, I think it was last year or uh, the year before uh, that he ago. passed away. He um, was sixteen. Yeah, sixteen. He passed. Animal Steel left us. Um, we used to eat the turnbuckle. Let's find that out. Yes, the, the king of eating the, the turnbuckles. That's for sure. Uh, Animal Steel. Animal Steel. Uh, last year. February sixteenth, two thousand seventeen is when Oh wow! Last year, I thought it was a sixteen. Wow! Almost, a, almost a year ago. Um, almost exactly a year ago. Uh, February sixteenth is what it said. It's February sixth right now. So, in ten ten days, it'll be a full year that Animal Steel left us. Um, good stuff. Brian, Billy, Alan, Daniel, uh, Nords again. Uh oh, Jody, Billy, Tim, Chris, Cor, Antoine, Lindsay. Yes. So good stuff. Still cage match. Still, still cage match. 
Great stuff. So we're going to commentary. Let's get to the Book of Man, the Book of T. Book of T. Um, <laughs> it's so funny. It's, <laughs> you I, I, mess I really with my like, green. I really like Book of T. You mess, mess with me. You mess with I really my like green. Book of yeah. T's podcast. Um, and yeah. he was promoting something. I don't, I don't remember what it was. <laughs> this was. I think this was actually last time. Last. Yeah, it was last weekend because I listened to the the podcast to to write this article here. And he was promoting something. He's like, do it at the at the end. He said, he he was like, make like you know, kind of promoting and just kind of really exciting people to go to some site or get some ticket or something like that. He was like, do it, do it now. I do it for you. What? Are you talking about? <laughs> do it, do it now. I do it for you. <laughs> oh, I just, I just couldn't stop <laughs> cracking up laughing. <laughs> yeah, that pretty much explains this whole story that we're about to talk about. Now, don't get me wrong. I actually liked Booker T. So the, here's the story. The story is um, Corey Graves. Uh, I listened to this uh, the uh, Edge and Christian show that Corey Graves was just talking about uh, um, Booker T and saying some things that he couldn't even understand. Um, and he was talking about um, you know he, he you know he gave big ups to to, to Booker T and and, and was talk, then he started criticizing his commentary. So basically, Booker T, I mean <laughs> the guy. Uh, the guy like threatened Corey Graves. He basically said, um, "Matter of fact, let's let me let me pull this article up here. Uh, let me get the quotes and uh, talk my my book of man. He's a college educated young man. His vernacular is a little different than mine. And then and then he goes on and says, "But I tell you, if I got Corey Graves into a fist of cuffs." I would beat him down like he stole something. I would be whooping his A all day long because that's the thing. My thing is, I'm a nice guy until you get on my bad side. You Corey know, Graves, right now, you know, I wouldn't necessarily say he's on my bad side, but he's the reason why I'm not on Monday night right now. And then so that's, that's uh, a <laughs> quote. <laughs> um, then he goes on to say a lot of times the company thought he was going to jump him. And so thought he was going to do something bad, take him to the woodshed. Uh, then he says, <laughs> he said, I was going to beat that man so bad. I was going to beat him so the man said, please, just don't beat me anymore. That's how hot I was getting because that's how close I was getting. I mean, this dude, like, was going on. And so basically, <laughs> he t- you know, WWE, according to what Booker T saying, he said the WWE told him to step back and regroup um, in order to um, kind of get away from Corey Graves because he was making him hot. And it was very obvious in many in many occasions yeah. that you know, there were some jabs that Booker T didn't necessarily appreciate. Uh, so the WWE – so according to what Booker T is saying, um, the WWE, you know, removed him from the position – and told him to 
uh, told him to step back and regroup. And he was saying that, uh, you know, you mess with my money. You know, I get mean when you mess with the brain. Challenged him to a fight. Talked about WrestleMania. So, you know, it's, it, you know, I, I was asked, and there was, there were some questions asked for as far as, is this a work? You know, and people, some people thought it was a work. And my here's here's my take to it. There's no way that it can be a work because first of all, Corey Graves did a, a a little jab toward Booker T on Raw, saying, you know, he was talking to Jonathan Coachman. He said, or he's talking about something, and at the end he was like, or you could be doing radio. Uh, you could be doing local afternoon radio or something like that. And that's what Booker T does. <laughs> that's, that's the heated conversations. Um, and so a little jab with Booker T at that time. <clears throat> and it's like for, for Booker T to say that and then Corey Graves to do those jabs, uh, you know, he's, he he feels as if he's you know quite protected under the WWE umbrella, and then the New Day was talking about you know challenging to a street fight on uh, on SmackDown. So the New Day got into it and started throwing jabs. So does this mean Booker T? I mean, Booker T's still supposed to be the analyst for the pre-shows and so forth, um, but at the same time, you know, there's no way. I mean, there's. There's no question that Booker T will just, you know, wipe the floor with with Corey Graves. That's for sure. But is, um, you know, is he? I'm sure he's not willing to, you know, sacrifice his job, you know, over that stuff. Um, there used to be backstage fights all the time. That was a way to get things settled in the WWE beforehand. But now they're a publicly traded organization. They just be having fights, you know, here and there. Backstage, so it's it's one of those things that uh, Booker T's in a tough position, um, and you know, here's here's my take real quick. Uh, Corey Graves, when he was in NXT, I really liked the, um, the 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 kind of you know unit between him and Tom Phillips. I think they did a, a great job um, in NXT. Now Corey, Gra- I mean, we see Corey Graves on Raw, on SmackDown, on the Mixed Match Challenge. Like, he's everywhere. And I think we are giving we're, – we're getting overdosed with Corey Graves, and now he's just plain annoying to me. I mean, Booker T, I do it for you. <laughs> I mean, it, it's crazy – the crazy stuff that he says that probably only him and barely him understands – it still brings a personality that is much needed on the Raw broadcasting team. Don't get me wrong. I think Coach has been doing fantastic over the past couple of weeks. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah great coach. addition, great replacement, uh, 100% pro coach. I think he's been doing very well. Um, coach was getting but back home. He doesn't bring the same personality. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't bring the same personality that Booker T brings. And they need that personality to – I mean, it's a three-hour show. So if the commentating isn't good, like, people are going to be checked out. And those crazy ad-libs and and crazy stuff that Booker T said, at least it was something that caused a chuckle to keep the fan engaged in the show because, you know, bad commentary on a three-hour show is a bad deal 
And I'll tell you what, Booker T, you go and you continue to, to, to run your, your, your wrestling organization um, and you continue to do those um, the pre-shows and you'll be fine. Because you know why, Booker T, I'll do it for you. <laughs> That's my new thing. That's my new thing uh, for, for a while. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, you gotta, I think he'll, um, I think he'll be. Yeah, I think he'll be well. He'll be. Booker T is, you know, Hall of Famer, seniority. He's a legend. I just was um, talking to Book uh, Raw Twenty Five. Always been a good guy uh, with him. And shout out to Steve Ray, who shows Twenty Two. Um, two told two different personalities, but they're both funny. Um, yeah. Booker T is. And shout out shout out to one of my staff members, Tooth, who actually gave us like a, a heads up. I think it was like a pre show a year or two ago. And uh, he was saying, hey, you know, hey, well, check this out. I think this is like legit. Look at how Booker T was looking at Corey Graves. And, and I was like, yeah, that's that's legit. Oh, that's a shoot. That's not a part of the show. And, and I constantly jazz over here on Raw. And I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> but. A three-hour show, you need that. Booker T saying random stuff. I'm like, what is – even me and you off air, we would hit each other like, what is Booker T talking about? But it's hilarious. <laughs> I do and, it for you. Yeah, for you. <laughs> and, and, you know, just a Booker T random on Raw. Oh, it's on like a power neck bones, and the, and the meat's in the stove for three days, and the, and the meat's just falling off the bone. What? But it's, it's hilarious. Yeah. It's like it's, it's – is this book of tea and we're laughing it's like it, it make it's like what he was saying made sense but then it didn't but it's book of tea that, that was, like you said small stuff like that makes you want to watch raw you know, same yep. thing with dusty 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 isms this is great and, and like you said maybe raw could just do like Nitro did, have an hour com- commentary team and then swap in the third person. Coach one hour, bring in Booker T. No one would miss Corey Graves like this. Move Corey Graves no. to hour one, bring Booker T in for hour two or three. But what you saying? Take Corey Graves, take take him off of Raw or SmackDown. Why is he on both shows? Uh, I mean, that's I don't a good point. But leave him on SmackDown. You yes, you, you want to emphasize this brand split, but you have – Corey Graves, who's commentating both shows, that makes absolutely no sense to me. Zero, zero sense. Bring Marvel back. You you move Jibble. Jibble's not commentating right now. So why well, not put Marvel uh, on right now? What, from what I heard, Marvel doesn't like to be. Um, he he doesn't like to like answer to Vince McMahon. Uh, he likes to, he prefers answering to Triple H and Michael Cole, who he who he does now, and so he he's. With this. And plus, I think Morrow's in a really good position because he still does his outside stuff. He still does MMA and boxing. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's so, true. yeah he does, he does. So, it's, yeah, it's, so it's like NXT, this, too. You got to think. He just, Raw. Real quick, NXT just does tapings, and so he has much more time to do his oh, other stuff. Yeah, sure. Yeah, he does. You won't mm-hmm. mess it up. You look at this, and, and with us, me and you, Featherstone, the fans, and since we're in the know, and, and know how it worked. Monday Night Raw, 
Vince is backstage. You got Triple H, you got Vince. Road Dogg is SmackDown. You got Michael Hayes. Vince sees him lines. Vince is listening. You got to think, Vince has an idea what's going on because he hears that. And it couldn't have been with so much of an issue if Vince was still letting it. Because remember, fans, nothing gets by Vince. Right. If Vince hears it, if Vince is still alluding to it, because if it was that much of an issue, Vince would have stopped it. And yet they're still doing jazz. Like you said, we don't know what's being said behind closed doors, but if Booker T came right. out and said, look, I'm going to hit you out in the street, okay, whatever. Corey Graves doing what he's doing, fine. I think Corey Graves is a cool talent. Like the story on NXT. Sorry, he can't run so much because the concussions. Was like at the end of the day, Booker T's still gonna be fine because he's seniority. Mm-hmm. And and yep. and my opinion, and I know Corey Graves also uh, responded to what Booker T said. He did a quote from um, from uh, the Art of War on Twitter. My thing is this, Corey Graves. I respect you, brother. I've taught. I met Booker T multiple times. I've talked to him. And we've been Black History Month. Knowing how Booker T get down, our friends with Stevie Ray's brother, they some big dudes. Quay Graves, you gonna get knocked yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. It ain't got nothing hey, to do with race. I'm I, I, I'm just speaking from 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 a man and doing this for over five years with you and, and know a lot of the boys and I didn't talk to the guys and then I didn't you know had you know a couple sips with them. You're not alcoholic. They some big dudes. And I ain't, I ain't, I ain't yep. deleting nothing against Corey Graves. And you also got head issues, too. So if I'm, if yeah. I'm Vince, I capitalize on this. You you need a selling point for me. You already got taken Cena. You got Reigns and Brock, which I know you can't wait to see. Make it a concussion match. That's right. Make it not concussion. Make one of them, uh, them uh, um, concussion stand matches. Even if have, make them have yeah. a stand down. Corey Graves can't wrestle. Yeah. Have Booker T come out, Corey Graves. That's the stuff that would have people eating at. <laughs> well, Corey, real. Yeah, that's the, the problem. The problem is Corey can't wrestle anymore because he's got a concussion. Yeah, so it can't be. Just don't hit him in the Charles head. said, "I wish they." Yeah, yeah. Um, Charles said, "I wish they would switch up the commentary first half or second half. I think it'd be a better product versus uh, and fresh." Um, I don't know. I don't know. It kind of, I kind of it was okay with Nitro. It was okay. I don't know. I'm 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 cautiously willing to try that out. Robbie said, "I agree. You need a lighthearted guy to balance the series." Gorilla had Bobby. That's very true. Vince had Jackie. Or excuse me, Vince had Jesse. And Booker brings a little chuckle. Absolutely. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Uh, Paul, who 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 said that? Robbie. Uh, which okay, I Robbie. He said, I agree. I yeah, agree. A lighthearted guy to balance uh, the serious gorilla had Bobby. Villa, uh, Vince had Jesse Booker brings a little chuckle. Yeah, I, I agree. But with no that. one, everyone, you're, you're right, Bobby, but everyone forgets. You cannot forget about Tony Schiavone. Everybody forgets Tony Schiavone. How great Tony Schiavone was. Tony was straight. He had Bobby. You had, yeah, Mike Tanay. You had, by, you, had, you know, Jesse Ventura. God, you want to go back in the day, where's our fan at from 1967? Lee Russell. Gordon yeah. Coley. Right. Good gosh. That's you right. cannot get more bland and more serious and more straight edge than Gordon Soley. Gordon Soley. 
to oh, Souffle. Oh, there he is with the belly-to-belly the belly Souffle. The clothesline. <laughs> the looking so serious. So you oh, get... what a punch to the head. Oh, there's the Souffle. So much anguish. Ah, I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, yes. Oh, what shout out to, uh, Crockett, uh, Davy, uh, Davy Crockett, uh, um, not the folklore guy, NWA. David, uh, yeah, yeah. David, David, David. Who? Mm-hmm. Lance Russell. Mm. Lance Russell, that's right. See the stars of Russell. Dave Brown, his Dave. Uh, his color guy. Dave color Brown. guy. That's right. <laughs> Uh, CW uh, Continental uh, Wrestling Federation, man. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I binge watched Continental a couple, probably a couple years, probably a year or two ago. I binge watch. I used to watch some of it, like when we were able to get it uh, back in the day. But I binge watched Continental like uh, I don't know, probably a year or two ago. I watched probably thirty episodes. <laughs> it was it was awesome. I loved it because there was Lord Humongous, which was Sid. There was, of course, Lawler was big at that time. Scott Steiner, um, Jeff Jarrett was, of course, he was he was huge at that time. Um, Undertaker, when he was there, uh, of course, he wasn't the Undertaker, but um, um, he, who there was a bunch of people. Uh, Colonel Rob Parker, when he was he he was there, he wasn't Rob Parker, of course, but. Um, uh, Jimmy Golden, I think it, his name was, or I don't, I don't remember who it was. Um, but um, there was a really, really awesome, awesome names there. All right, so here's the next question. Who was the special guest referee of Jake Roberts versus Andre the Giant at WrestleMania Five? Who was the special guest referee of Jake Roberts versus Andre the Giant at WrestleMania Five? Uh, there wasn't a lot of there wasn't a lot of Sue plays in that match, that's for sure. Um, lots of comments here. Antoine, <laughs> special. Uh, well, Paula says first. Did you catch the comment that Michael Cole said a rock star spot on Monday Night Raw? I did hear him on commentary, but what particular comment are you uh, thinking? Thinking? Uh, are you referencing uh, in particular? Antoine said, "I do it for you." <laughs> Uh, um, Gerald said, uh, take them off raw, put Booker T on raw. I agree with that. Uh, Antoine said he has a family. That's very true. He's got kids. He's got kids. Booker's got kids. Come on. He's got kids. Um, do you think, do I think Braun Strowman can be the next WWE champion? No, not the next. Cause the next WWE champion is, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. Need to face. Uh, I, did that, I did that last week. He was kind of like uh, uh, Nakamura cut his promo. He kept saying people. He said, uh, uh, "He said John Cena need to face." Uh, who was it? Roman Reigns need to face. And then I'm like, uh, when he was saying that, I was like, "Oh, that's great merchandise. Need to face." And then right. he just jacks it up. He says, and at WrestleMania, AJ Styles, knee face. I'm like, oh, man, he just messed it up that quick. Um, we got to uh, you know uh, bring Hogan back as a commentator. No yeah, way. <laughs> like, like, they did for, uh, like they did for Kanta, 
I would have Nakamura say words. And I would have him talk and have the words not match his mouth and to say, indeed. <laughs> or this, <laughs> you know, this sound like oh, a translator. Oh, like the old jack- karate movie. That would jack him up so much. Oh, that would jack him up so much. <laughs> um, Charles, uh, no, he wasn't me, Mark. He was, I, I keep thinking Texas Red. But yeah, he was, yeah, Texas Red. Uh, no, but the thing is, I think he was Texas, I think he came out as Texas Red, Red in the mask, though. He, he um, had a mask, was he the Punisher or something? Because mm. he, he went against Austin, I got one of the matches in my collection. He went against Austin, and he was like the Punisher or something, he had a mask in them yeah, pants. Did that oh, you know what? Master Blaster. That's probably what it was. Master Blaster. Maybe Master Blaster. Master Blaster. Um, let me let me check. Master Blaster. I think he was Master Blaster in Continental. I know he was Texas Red. I know he was um, me Marcalis when he was in WCW. Um, Master Blaster, Master of Pain. That was his name, Master of Pain. Yep, that's that's it, Master of Pain. He was also the Punisher. Uh, he 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 was he was the Punisher of World Class. Yeah, World Class. Um, yeah, remember that. And he was the Master of Pain uh, during this time in that uh, Continental. Yep. Um. Somebody said Hulk Hogan back as a commentator. No way. Oh, my goodness, no. Um, uh, Joey Styles, I, think... I don't think he would want to come back, uh, Joey Styles. Um, uh, I'll tell you what he needs to bring Hebner. back. Mike McGurk. Who's that? Yeah, I'm going back in the 80s, the Spectrum days. Mike McGurk. <laughs> or you can bring back Mike uh, Adamley. Mike Adamley. <laughs> Luscious Jimmy Vagant. Luscious uh, Vagant. What's his name? Or, uh, uh, who? Luscious, uh, Luscious, uh, Jimmy, not Jimmy Valiant, Johnny. Johnny, yeah, Johnny. Oh, John, Johnny Valiant, yeah. Him, um, or Billy Graham. Saying, uh, yeah. <laughs> His Hogan brother, like, say, every second. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hogan, Hogan would say, um, uh, so we got, we got a comment that says, Hogan would say, I would do it for you, brother. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That comic gets one of these. So yes. Yeah, um, um bring Jim Ross back. No, I like Jim Ross as nah, the um, yeah. as the like special, you know, special featured commentator. No, I was just joking about Adam Lee. People, people comment about Adam Lee. I was absolutely just joking about that. Uh, and here's the answer: Big John Stud was the special guest referee. I only had people. I got stumped some people on that. I got uh, Gerald had the uh, correct answer. Allen, um, he he got it right as well. All right, what's the next headline? We got the uh, Miz can miss WrestleMania 34. Just real quick on that. Um, Basically, uh, Maurice is due on the 6th of April, and uh, Mania is on the 8th. So, um, yeah, uh, he could he could miss it. He he said in an interview with ESPN, he said uh, he is not going to miss his, the the birth of his firstborn child, which I 100% agree with. Um, 
he said he uh, he's got a basically a private jet ready um, to take him to California um, if uh, you know if need be. It's real tough because you have April sixth is the Hall of Fame. So if the baby's born on the sixth, that's probably good for him because he'll right. probably fly right back out. He'll probably miss the Hall of Fame fly right back out because Saturday's NXT, so he doesn't need to be there um, on Saturday. Sunday will Corey be Corey Graves will be. What's that? Corey Graves will be there. Oh, yeah, he'll be there. Uh, Booker T will be there, too. <laughs> oh! <laughs> there's your altercation right there. The Hall of Fame yeah. is going, it's going down. Do it! Do it now! I'll do it for you. <laughs> <laughs> That's, uh, there's there's that big altercation right here. Um, Aaron says anyone still watches uh, Impact Wrestling? Uh, I do, I do. I just interviewed uh, on uh, on the show tonight, Brian Cage. Uh, Jerry Borash, uh, Charles asks. Um, Borash is going to be an agent for NXT. Uh, he was kind of like a uh, everything to, to everybody in Impact. He was just he was a utility guy. Um, he you know he helped out in many different areas, and that's what uh, he's going to do with uh, NXT. Um, Jim Ross, uh, Brother Love, no, no. Mick Foley, Mick Foley was okay as a commentator on SmackDown, but he just really seemed uh, kind of. Um, uncomfortable at times. Uh, Matt well, Stryker, Chris says Matt Stryker. I agree. I, I agree. I like I like Stryker. I like Stryker a lot. Actually, I, like I think he's a great. Um, yeah, I, I think he's a great. Uh, but Stryker, Stryker is the yep. one doing it because they're currently filming. Fans Lucha Underground. Well, no, well, Brian said they'll. Brian said they'll be doing it a couple in a, in a few weeks. So couple weeks, yeah, he'll right? Be, he'll Which, be Lucha Underground. Which, which, which Brian Cage did. Um, <laughs> a funny guy, by the way. He Alex, was so intense. You know yeah. what say? Um, so this is hilarious. I'm loving this interaction here. So <laughs> Alan said, as far as uh, Booker T and Corey Graves, he says, watch it. It's going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> this is hilarious. I love it. I love it. Um, I love it. Um, Details on Foley, which uh, Foley has said to us before in, in other interviews that uh, Foley's issue when he commentated is similar to Amaro. Foley did not like Vince being in his ear. The earpiece. Yeah. Yeah, Foley yep. said himself he didn't like it. Him and Vince got in the big altercations behind it. And Foley just said he just was uncomfortable. He just didn't like. Some people don't. Yeah. Charles says, uh, Kevin Kelly and Carino. Uh, here's the thing. Um, Kevin Kelly's still doing his thing with New Japan, so that's a no. Carino is an agent in NXT right now. So, um, hmm. Bring back Taz. Carino. Here's how I would shuffle it. Um, <laughs> no, I don't think I would. I like Taz. I like Taz. I think he was good on SmackDown. I didn't think he was that good in Impact, but I think he was good on SmackDown, though. Um, 
here's how I would shuffle it. I would bring Nigel. Mm, see, I like Nigel, Percy Watson. Keep Percy Watson brings kind of like the color commentary piece. And, you know, he brings kind of like the 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 um, uh, kind of like the personality uh, in him, Nigel, and Morrow. Well, Morrow's very uh, he's very animated as well. Mamma Mia! Um, yeah, I mean, I. See, it would be kind of tough to shuffle it because I'm thinking about people who need personality. Because so, so here's the thing: Corey Graves has to go away from Raw or SmackDown. He can't he can't do both of them. It just doesn't make sense at all. So your options now are uh, Nigel McGuinness, Percy Watson, who is he's not ready yet, but he's improving leaps and bounds. Um. And that's not, I mean, really, or you have to get someone from who's not there. I mean, unless you, I mean, Samoa Joe's hurt, and he did he did the, the analysis for the pre-show of the Royal Rumble, which was, he did pretty good. So, I mean, there's options, but Steve Carino, um, I would put, I, I would be cool with Carino going to NXT, and then that would shift Nigel to... I would put Nigel. I'm cool with Nigel on SmackDown because because um, Saxton has more personality, and then a coach uh, Corey Graves and uh, Cole on Raw. I guess that's okay. As the, the, neither of those neither, that still doesn't wow me, but it's it, it's okay. Is it more um, person you need for SmackDown? Exactly. You need this. It's all it's the Pele, the Pele, Don West. You gotta be kidding, Nakamura. Today. You gotta <laughs> bring Don West back. That's who right. who who, who um, knows? You could do an eye poke. Oh, it's an eye poke. It's a color of oh, a yeah. Oh my oh, gosh! Yeah. You gotta be kidding. Don, it's a hip toss. <laughs> Don West. Don West knew how to sell. You That's for sure. you. you the, I guarantee you, put put Don West and Booker T, head of commentate. Oh wow, wow, Don West and Booker T together. We we we, we just got in. It's the Pele, the Pele, oh, the phenomenal forearm. Yeah, <laughs> the man just um, starts. He's acting like it should be a near fall. Uh, let's Hips see. Off. That's gotta be that's, it. That's unfortunate. <laughs> um. Josh Axe, who do you think is the GOAT of wrestling? Best fighter in promo. The GOAT of Sting. Sting is fighter. Goat. I mean, I don't know. I mean, uh, who said fighter? fighter? Brock. Yeah, oh, best no, fighter. No, no, no. I guess. Uh-huh. The number one fighter, brother, is how cool. That's Ming. Yeah, Ming. Yeah, that's what uh, no, no, people no, say no. backstage. Yeah, no, no one deals with Ming. Brock. So, yeah, uh, Ming. I thought. I mean, he, well, I, yeah. I guess that's Brody all time. Too. I didn't know if that was now or or, or all time. Best promo. Baddies Brown. Baddies um, <laughs> Brown. I mean, I, I you know, as far as all time, man, I'm a, I'm, just, I'm a fan of Hogan's promo. I still think Hogan uh, had a, a wonderful promo. I recently looked at a video uh, of him. Um, I a video with him and Savage reuniting the. I mean, like, well. 
I looked at a video of him and Savage uniting the mega powers, and oh my goodness, it, I was just like, I felt like I was a kid again. It was absolutely amazing. Um, Best for one time. I see. I, I'm not gonna go with Flair. Hogan up. I give Dusty. Oh, I love Dusty. I, 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 I give the Dusty. That, all that's time. my number one. That's yeah, I give course. Dusty yeah. number one. Um, I, I think Hogan did a pretty good promo, though. I think just as far as just a little kid getting people just really excited, I think Dusty cut more of an adult promo. Like he just, you know, the hard times, you know, uh, computer yeah. took your place, daddy. Um, the textile workers. They said they give him a watch, kick him in the butt. It's a hey, a computer took your place, Daddy. That's all time. Well, is this, uh, yeah, that, real quick, me, that is my favorite if, promo of all if, time. If anybody has a chance, I don't. I don't know if I have these on tapes. Um, uh, before it was WWE Network, it was twenty four seven. They had these old matches from like the eighties, and Dusty Rhodes used to do commentary for his matches. I don't know if other some of you watched these. The commentary that he did was so hilarious. Oh, oh yeah, brother, I got got it, Daddy. See, I'm going in for for the cute the grass. What Dusty? The the the, the cute the grass, Dad, Daddy. There you go. <laughs> he's, he's doing commentary of his own matches, and it, it is some of the to this day the best. But uh, the, uh, to this day, I don't care how bad of a mood you could be, if you hear that, you'll instantly laugh. Yeah, absolutely. Hogan, yeah. Um, Hogan and Dusty. Hogan, Dusty, Flair, yeah. Uh, Agent AXA, is Mr. Kenny going back to WWE ever? Uh, I was talking, Mr. Kenny, uh, Ken Anderson's been on my show four or five times now. He was just on the show a couple weeks ago. Um, I He said he desires, but he's, 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 with, he's really big on his school right now, which... Um, which is uh, awesome, and uh, he's not—he's kind of uh, veering off on on wrestling right now. Uh, do I like Rockstar Spud on Two Hundred Five Live? Uh, I think it's okay. Um, from Green Bay, Wisconsin, uh, Todd Grisham, Nigel McGinnis, and Byron Saxton on SmackDown. Oh, I'm I'm cool with um with uh yeah. Do I like? To, Grisham or Phillips? Phillips is okay. I, mean, I prefer him on NXT. I prefer him on NXT. Um, get, get old Jeremy Dutch. Borash. Yeah, uh, Borash. Well, he's doing NXT stuff, so I wouldn't really put him. Um, yeah. Get, get, um, old, get old Dutchie. Dutchie who? Mansell. Dutchie Mansell? He's uh, good he's, doing commentary a little bit. Way too old old school for that. Um, <laughs> did, did I watch the mat, mix match uh, t- uh, tonight? Gold Dust and Jimmy. So yeah, I did watch that. It was pretty good actually. Um, Demolition retained the WWE Tag Team Titles against who at WrestleMania Five? Um, that is the question on deck right now. Uh, wish uh, Aaron says I wish they lethal. Um, there's a lot of stuff here. Who's your favorite WWE superstar? Uh, of all time is, um, 
of all time, WWE, I mean, my my top three is Sting, Steamboat, and Dusty, and all three of them have been WWE, so there's that. Um, Sting, Dusty, Steamboat, those, those, that's my top three in that order. Uh, Jay Lethal, wish Jay Lethal would find his way to WWE. Um, I don't know how I feel about that. Jay Lethal is my number one right now. He's been my number one wrestler for probably two or three years now. I've always liked Jay Lethal, but he's been my number one. Um, Charles, uh, and I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if they'll treat him correctly. NXT, him and NXT would be great. He's in a, the, Triple H is doing a fantastic job with, with treating the NXT, the people coming to NXT properly. He's He's been doing a fantastic job doing that. Uh, Alan said, I've winded down with kings and queens, and I've slept in alleys and down on pork and beans. I'll make your back crack, your liver quiver. <laughs> good stuff. Uh, Antoine, good stuff. Good job. Powers of pain. Um... Last one to pass, Scott Stanford on SmackDown. <laughs> I don't know about that. Um, <laughs> wow. right, so real quick, yeah, Scott Stanford. Uh, real quick, uh, Chris Jericho, um, a couple podcasts, he, he, did, uh, he was talking about a, uh, wrestlers on podcasts. He was talking about how he feels as if uh, WWE has like a really uh, hawk eye on uh, pro- podcast and Wrestlers have to watch what they say. He said that on an Austin podcast. And he also talked about um, how the WWE promos can improve. Uh, he said that he, he he wanted to do the highlight reel to uh, interview people who um, who aren't very well with promos. I think that's a great idea. But Vince said he wanted to do top talent on the highlight reel. Um, I thought that was a great idea. Uh, you know, and just real quick, we we kind of been talking about this uh, the whole time, but you know, you gotta have, especially with this hard times promo and just uh, uh, just back in the eighties and nineties, and just how I always say this, I've said this for years. Uh, back in the eighties and the nineties, your promo was your merchandise. I mean, you basically were you you were over or not on your promo work. And that kind of life or death, you know, when it comes to WWE, life or death situation should be the same when it comes to, you know, wrestlers nowadays. They have promo classes and things like that in NXT, but it's like scripted promos. Granted, WWE is a publicly traded company, and, you know, they have to keep a watch out on, on many things. But at the same time, it's like one of the biggest problems with really with talent really getting over nowadays is that the scripted promos. You know, if someone's not good on the mic, I can understand scripting a promo for them. But for someone who is really good on the mic, scripting a promo can actually hurt them because it's not not allowing them to feel genuine and authentic, and we can actually feel and connect to what he's saying. I mean, if hard times, if if if, if NWA gave Dusty a script for hard times, I'm sure it would be much less <laughs> impactful than it was uh, than it is now. You know, 35 years later. So, 
I, I, I this the whole scripted promo thing is is absolutely terrible. I think if someone if you don't feel comfortable enough with someone cutting a promo, first of all, they shouldn't have a mic, and second of all, if if that's your if that's your issue, if that's your gripe, teach them. Have them go to acting classes. That's what uh, John Morrison did. Um, Roman Reigns got taught, you know, and things like that. So um, teach them. Teach them how to cut some promos. Do it. Do it now. It's uh, uh, <laughs> uh just. <laughs> That's a perfect, you know. It's like you have to say that when there's yeah, a, it's a perfect time to just throw it in there. That was a perfect time to throw it. It in. was. Gotta do it. Um. <laughs> yeah. This FYI, why scripted promos don't necessarily work to people that are natural. Why did The Rock? Um, and this is going by a former WWE exec that told me. Why did The Rock and Triple H work in the late nineties? Because The Rock got mad because Triple H would go off script. And he was like, Well once you and somebody told him, once you out live, they can't do nothing about it, no matter what they tell you to say behind behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. A lot of the stuff Rock and Triple H said to each other, it got heat because it was off the script. Triple H started going off script. Rock got mad. Rock went off script. Then he started going off script, and he started being genuine. That's when that feud heated up in 97, 98, the whole nation thing, the whole DX. So to piggyback what Featherstone said, you got to see how good Triple H was, how good the Rock were, because they decided, hey, I'm going off script, and it's saying how I feel. I'm going off script, and it's saying what's on my mind. Sometimes you got to do it. People get on Cena. Cena's great in the mic. He can't say much because yep. he's by the script. But a few times Cena goes off script, or when him and Reigns was feuding, that was great. The Rock mm-hmm. don't need a script. Jericho don't need a script. And like you said, for the four kids coming up, you know, the younger ones that may need help, it's work with them. The Jason right. Jordans, the Seth Rollins. I, I, I think Dean Ambrose, it would be better if he got just footnotes and got off script. Because mm-hmm. he doesn't work. You can just tell, listening to him, like he's natural, but he got to go by the script. Yeah. Roman Reigns. Yeah. It, 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 yeah. it seems like everybody has the same type of cadence and everything. It just, it just seems like all the time. Um, yeah. Yeah. Good, good comments here. Uh, Dusty and Flair had a real story to their promos because Flair, he was the guy women loved and men wished they had that swagger. Today's pro- promos have no real story. Fan, that's it. That's it right there. That's uh, <laughs> bullseye. Um, that I mean, there's not really much you can say after that, as you know, as far as just what you're missing. There's no story, you know. Even if it's not necessarily a real story, make a story behind it. Get us engaged. What do you think is going to be the best uh, WrestleMania this year? What match do I think is going to be the best at WrestleMania this year? Um, hmm. 
uh, Styles and Nakamura. That's that's going to be the best match. All right, next question. <laughs> I did that on purpose. I didn't think. I didn't <laughs> think I was doing it. Do it, man. Fans, you know. Fans, you know. We continue to keep trolling, fellas. Now, when we be at Mini this year, I will yell out on purpose. Sting versus Taker. It's not going to happen, man. It's not going to happen, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, how much money was at stake in the match between Andre the Giant and Big John Stud? How much money was at stake in the match between Andre the Giant and Big John Stud? Um, just real quick, uh, live live chat. Give us your thoughts on the Velo. Wow, Alan, good stuff, man. Real quick, fifteen k, fifteen thousand dollars. That was quick. I like that. Next, who were the participants of the hair versus hair match at WrestleMania three? Participants, hair versus hair match, WrestleMania. Three uh, live stream. Give us your thoughts and, and hashtag pan slams as well. Give us your thoughts on the Velveteen Dream. Uh, personally, I mean, there's some uh, reports that the protege of Shawn Michaels. Um, WWE's real high on him. I am too, man. That guy. We talked about Velveteen Dream before here on the show. Uh, I think that it, I think that he's money, absolute money, and uh, I'm just really excited to see where they lead him. Um, definitely champion, definitely on route coming a really uh, a champion in NXT. I would keep him in NXT for a while too, actually, um, because you know we don't want we don't want the boss <laughs> getting his hands on the Velveteen Dream. Um. Let's see. Antoine, good job. Rowdy, Roddy Piper, and Adrian Adonis. Speaking of that, somebody talked about a, a Piper promo, the one coconut, two coconut here on the live stream. Um, yeah, that was a good one, too. Next one. Who did Bobby Heenan lose to at WrestleMania 5? Who did Bobby Heenan lose to at WrestleMania 5? All right, so ladies and gentlemen, let's get to the Raw and SmackDown review. Uh, We'll be right back. The Red Rooster, good job, Aaron. The Red Rooster defeated Bobby Heenan at WrestleMania 5. And a few more. Demolition won the WWE Tag Team Championship by defeating who at WrestleMania 4? Demolition won the WWE Tag Team Championship by defeating who at WrestleMania 4? Real quick, Evan, give us your thoughts on Raw and SmackDown. Did you get a chance to see SmackDown because I was on air? 
can take care of some things. You said every week. We got to get you yeah, watching was, SmackDown. <laughs> <laughs> I was on air and I was in the middle of a uh, few things and a couple of meetings as I always do after my show. You but take, I did you take see some, Raw. Uh, you gotta, you gotta take some uh, between that those two hours between your show and SmackDown and, and this show. You gotta tell people, hey, you gotta step aside so I can watch SmackDown. Yes, I do. Uh, <laughs> You're right, I do. So uh, next week, yes, yours truly yeah. will be uh, giving us a review, which I haven't done <laughs> done in a while. Uh, for us, raw. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Rob, Rob was uh, Rob was okay. I, I love like the fact of Elias's money. Uh, Elias being in the main event with Cena and Strowman. Uh, loved uh, Cena and Elias teaming up for Strowman and um, Elias winning. Um, I did enjoy that. Uh, Reigns playing double duty due to Jason Jordan. Um, Dosh Wyatt. I'm, I'll be so glad when Bray gets to go to New Japan or somewhere else. He, he, when was the last time he's won? He does great promos, but he loses. It's like, come on, man! It's like we just we just wait for you. It's like when you win, it's a shot. We just expect you to lose. Uh, Anaya Jackson, uh, of course, I'm a big fan of her. Um, I like what they're doing with that. Uh, the whole Alexa Bliss thing, trying to pull the, the sexism card on Angle. It's like, come on, like we've met yeah. that before. And just, who, who really cares? Um, and like I said, uh, get 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 this get the coach back. Um, Corey Graves did catch that little jab at Booker T. And I was like, here we go again with this. Yeah. Overall, right. Um, that's the overall. I thought. Um, I thought I thought Raw was cool. Uh, you know, it, was, it, was, it wasn't a bad Raw in my opinion. I, I, I didn't. I know some people said he fell asleep. It did have some slow moments, but um, I mean, it, it's been it was decent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was I was happy that Elias pinned John Cena. That was good. I think that he needed that rub. Um, and I was happy that Mickey James got a win. <laughs> pinned time to bail. I was just listening to Mickey James, uh, part of her uh, interview recently she had with Lillian Lillian Garcia that I'm going to write about, um, perhaps. Um, And, yeah, she was, it was some good stuff that she was talking about. Um, As far as just her being on the roster now compared to then and just some difficulties that she has with uh, just kind of she said that she's happy that people respect her a lot, but she was talking about how sometimes um, the they can have some disagreements because she she likes the entertainment aspect of uh, you know her the company, and you know sometimes she can be too wrestling focused, like oh we're gonna wrestle, we're gonna have all these matches and wrestle, wrestle, wrestle that you kind of take the entertainment away. Uh, Bright Riot needs a huge baby face turn. I've said that a long time. Uh, Finn Balor and Carl Anderson. Uh, you know, okay, so here's my two things. That real quick. It's a oh, I forgot break. about that. You're right. Yeah, so here's a couple things. Strike Force was the correct answer, so, so good job on that. Um, real quick, here's the next question. Uh, who won the WWE Tag Team Championships at WrestleMania 1? The next question. Um, 
So here's a couple things I thought about with the, the Intercontinental Championship, um, Sasha Banks and um, uh, Balor and Balor Club. Okay, so Jordan may be there, may be out. They could have done Jordan Rollins, but uh, it, Jordan may not be clear for that. So this is what you do, in my opinion, with Finn Balor. You have one or two choices. Right now, the bar is in need of a tag team because right now you had um, you had Rollins and, and, and Jordan. You don't have them anymore. Uh, you have Titus Worldwide, which is not a legitimate tag team, really. I mean, I like them, but they're just not a top tag team. Slater and Rhino, which is in the same position as Titus Worldwide. Here's my idea. You have the Balor Club have a free bird rule like the New Day, and you have them compete against the bar. And I think that would be a good um, a, a good deal. Or this is what you could do. Or you can have Anderson and Gallows, um, you know, be the, the babyface tag team against uh, the bar on, at WrestleMania. Because um, last year they had a, you know, what, a four-team tag team match, which was great because the Hardys came back, but you know, they won't be there. Matt will be there. Jeff won't as far as in the ring. So you really don't have a top top babyface tag team at all. So Anderson and Gallows will work. Um, You could do a free bird rule, you know, with with Finn Balor in there as well. If you want to use Finn Balor in another capacity, here's my other idea. You can have another ladder match. Okay. You can either do that the, the, the Freebird rule, or you can have Finn, uh, and you can have the Balor Club versus the New Day, a Raw versus SmackDown, you know, six-man uh, match. You know, they kind of have a, uh, you know, friendly competition. I would be totally fine with the New Day versus the Balor Club, you know, Raw versus SmackDown. Or which, what you can do is, you can have Finn Balor be a part of like a multi-person Intercontinental Championship uh, ladder match. Like, you know, they did ladder matches for a couple of years to open up the uh, WrestleManias. Right now, you just have a bunch of people just sitting around with nothing planned for them for WrestleMania. Seth Rollins, um, The Miz, they were talking about Miz and Strowman, but um, I don't know. Uh, I'm You know, people were you know, people are critical of Braun Strowman being an Intercontinental Championship level. I'm cool with it. Um, I mean, Diesel was Intercontinental Champion before he was World Champ. I mean, there's a lot of people who were World Champ, uh, Intercontinental Champ before they were World Champ, who were very hot. Austin um, was was uh, the Rock. I mean, Austin was Intercontinental Champ. The Rock was Intercontinental Champ. There's a lot of people who were who reached that point before World Champ. Um, so I'm cool with Strowman being in there. Um, I can definitely understand that it's not as like big. It doesn't have like a big match feel as much as what he's been doing with Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar and all the other things he's been doing since 2017. But it's a good way to put a title on him. But yeah, I would have Strowman, Miz, Balor, Rollins, um, and then you have, you know, two more people that's out there. You know, someone like uh, 
Uh, it'll be a good spot for Apollo Cruz, Elias. You know, it'll be a really good spot for Elias. So you can have a six to eight person uh, Intercontinental Championship match, you know, ladder match. And there you go. I mean, there's there's a good way to incorporate six to eight people who are just really don't have anything to do right now on the main stage. You know, have them go in the ladder match. So that's that's what I was thinking about. As far as Sasha Banks, I I um, you know, I think Elias can can. Win a championship, I can think that's what you meant to say. Um, yes, but not now. Uh, mid-card title, definitely. Uh, Iron Sheik and Nikolai Volkov, good job on that. Um, and as far as Sasha Banks is concerned, I think it should be um, – I think it should be Sasha Banks versus Trish Stratus. I tweeted that. I think they should do this thing where Sasha is kind of feel like she has a chip on her shoulder again. She needs to get back to her old days of who she used to be. She doesn't have she doesn't have to turn heel. It can be like a big respecting passing of the torch, giving Sasha Banks the rub. And she comes out and she says that I want to challenge, you know, Trish Stratus uh at WrestleMania. I want to show everyone who's the boss and, you know, things like, I mean, it could be a really, really good match uh, between the two and it could be a passing of the torch. I mean, I'm sure that Trish wouldn't mind giving Sasha Banks the rub on that. And um, that would be your marquee match uh, for Sasha Banks. She didn't have to be a part of the a title match to have a, a match, you know, in that on that title level. So as far as SmackDown Live is concerned, um, uh, just, just, Fastlane, I'll I'll be at Fastlane and I'm not looking forward to this event. I mean, it was originally advertised as a five-way. That's why people thought that, that Nakamura might not be winning. I said that there may be a red herring and there'll be a four-way. Now it just seems like it's going to be a triple threat. So, and it's AJ and Zayn and Owens again. It's like, what is this? It's It's, it's just terrible to me. It seems like they moved Orton over to the U.S. title level, which is cool, but definitely yes, hasn't stopped stepping on babyface pops like that. They're trying to put people over, like Nakamura and Bobby Roode, and they're getting RKO's out of nowhere from from Randy Orton. It just doesn't make any sense to me at all. Um, it seems like this may be a multi-person U.S. title match, and they may do like a triple threat between Orton, Rusev, and Bobby Roode at, at uh, Fastlane, which would be a pretty good match to me. Um, I think they're going to do Roode and Ziggler. I think Ziggler will be back before Mania, and they'll probably do Roode and Ziggler. So, yeah, I mean, I like the Usos. I really like the Usos, but man, that's that, that promo work. They, they're trying. They're they're trying. But for some reason, it just doesn't connect time. with me. It just doesn't connect with me. And it didn't connect with Kansas City either. They were just kind of like, uh, gay. And at the end, of course, they did the whole Usos thing, but they were just like, okay. SmackDown Top 10. Okay, so this concept, I remember the back in the day, the WCW Top 10. I loved it. Um, I love the top 10 number one contender. uh, No, top 10 to to determine number one contender. I loved it. Now this doesn't make sense. It's like, what is this top 10 for? Because number one is AJ Styles. He's a champ. And 
it is determined by the locker room. They can't choose themselves. This, this, this whole what? concept is weird. Orton's nine. Ty Dillinger's number 10, who hasn't won a match since 1980. And it's like, why is he in the top 10? Rusev, Owen, Zane, they're not in the top 10. But Rusev was in the U.S. Championship match tonight, and Owens and Zane was in, you know, number one contender to, ten, to determine who's going to face AJ Styles for the World Heavyweight Championship. Made absolutely no sense. New Day's my favorite tag team, hands down, but they're above the tag team champions, the Usos. Doesn't make sense. Usos beat them to win the titles and then Most beat them again to retain the titles. So that didn't make sense. Naomi's my favorite women's wrestler. But she's number four, has no championship. She's above the U.S. champion and the tag team champion. I, I, this whole thing doesn't make any sense to me at all. Makes yeah, no sense that, to me that, at all. Uh, I did get that, note, that notification. I did look at that um, on my mobile device, and I was just confused. It was just it, – it, it's really weird. Um Donna says, do it now. <laughs> <laughs> um, who were the special guest referees of the Hogan, Mr. T versus Orndorff Piper WrestleMania 1 match? How about that? Special guest referees of Hogan, Mr. T versus Orndorff and Piper. All right, so let's have some fun for the next uh, few minutes of the show. We're going to go to the flavor of the week, and I'm going to ask you one more question before we get to the flavor of the week. Um, flavor of the week tonight, and people were talking about my on a video cast, on a live video cast. People were uh, putting my cup over. I actually got this in Orlando last year. Uh, WrestleMania, I got it on a WrestleMania concession stand at WrestleMania event. Um, I love this cup because this cup actually has people who you probably won't ever see wrestle at WrestleMania again. This guy right here, Goldberg, uh, Reigns, Rollins, Cena, they'll be back. Charlotte, New Day with their host. Naomi uh, won the title in Orlando. And this guy right here, The Undertaker. Uh, Triple H and uh, yeah, he'll, be, he'll be back, unfortunately. I don't want to see him back, but he'll be back. Uh, let's see. Women's Tag Team Division, Jesse the Body. Um, is Oscar going to face Ronda Rousey or, Rick, or, or Charlotte Flair? Um, uh, probably Alexa Bliss. Uh, Ronda Rousey, she's, um, she's going to face – right now there's talks that uh, – Ali and Pat Patterson, Paula. Good job. Muhammad Ali and Pat Patterson. All right, last question before we get to the flavor of the week. Who competed at WrestleMania 1 and would later become Doink the Clown? Who competed at WrestleMania 1 and would later become Doink the Clown? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Round, Ronda Rousey in a tag team match against... Um, Against Triple H and Stephanie. So, last week we were talking about that. My pick would be Bobby Lashley. I think Bobby Lashley would be a fantastic addition to addition, I should say, uh, to that match. It'd be a good way to bring him in without putting him in 
make him lost in the shuffle by putting him in some multi-person match or have some meaningless feud. So, all right. So, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the Flavor of the Week. Let's go. It is now time for the Flavor of the Week. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, let's see. Any any correct answers? Ali and Pat Patterson. Uh, so who, what's the correct answer? Doink the Clown. Matt Bourne. Good job, Justin. Matt Bourne. Bourne. Good job. All right, so I'm going to throw this. This is kind of like lightning round. So um, I'm going to throw some names out here. i got some cards full of names. And uh, we've got... Five minutes to just throw your answers out. Yes or no? Does this person, person or team belong in the Hall of Fame? First one, Rougeau Brothers. What do you think? Yes or no, Evan? Rougeau Brothers. Yes. Yes. Fabulous Rougeau Brothers. I do not believe they should be in the Hall of Fame. I think uh, they just missed the cut. (laughs) Uh, Do you think? The fabulous Rougeau brothers should be in the Hall of Fame. Let's get some answers. Justin says no. Alan says no. Uh, Keevan says yes. Um, got more answers, uh, but we got to go to the next one. You got to be quick with it. Got to be quicker than that, <laughs> as that uh, commercial would say. Haku. Evan. Yes, of course. Hmm. I don't know if he makes it. I don't. I I I like who's a Hall of Famer, but yeah, should he be? Yes. Should he be? Yes. I, I'll say yes. Will he be? Hmm. Don't know. All right. Next one. Brutus Beefcake. Brutus the Barber Beefcake. We got WWE's gonna. WWE's gonna say yes. And this one's gonna say no. <clears throat> Uh, Robbie says yes. Kevin says yes. Uh, Paula says yes. Antoine says no. Alan says of course. Donna says yes. Uh, Justin says yes. <laughs> Antoine says he don't think he's good enough to make it. I think that's where I'm at with that as well. Not good enough. I don't think he's. I think he's. I mean, Beefcake's great, man. You know, I grew up watching Beefcake, but I don't think WWE. I don't know if WWE feels that he's Hall of Fame worthy. I I wouldn't be surprised if they put him in the Hall of Fame, but I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't. That's 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 how I feel about it. Rick the Martel, Rick Martel, Rick Martel. So you have Strike Force Rick Martel, and you also have Rick the Model Martel. So former tag team champion. Who you got? What you got, Devin? Rick the model, Rick the model Martel, yeah. Uh, so Rick Martel, you, so so I'm saying he's like the Godfather had many personas, but he went in, you know. Uh, he, knowing he, he, that has he, had many he has to go in as the model. He has to go in as the model. So just Rick Martel. So you feel like he should go in? Period. That's what you're saying. Yes, I feel like he should and go in as Rick the model because. That, that's okay. his more famous personality. I mean, we know Rick Martel, AWA, and 
strike force, but the comedy fans is going to know him as the model. I think he, I think he deserves, he deserves to get in. Uh, I got yes, uh, yes, one, uh, yes, exclamation point. One of the best matches ever, blindfold match with Jake the Snake. We got hmm, we got yes. Um, hmm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with it. I'm with it. Put in Martel, I agree. All right, here's the next one. Bad News Brown, Evan, does he go in? Oh, of course. Ghetto Blaster, Arsenio Hall, um, appearances, calling <laughs> out Andre the Giant on the tour bus and Andre ain't move. Of course, Bad News Brown, <laughs> put that man up on there. Does, uh, all right, live stream, what do you, what do you got? Does, does Bad News Brown go into the Hall of Fame? Does he go into the Hall of Fame? Let us know your thoughts on that. Um, let's see. Yes and no. Uh, yes, you want a tournament? No. Um, let's see. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would. Mm, I don't think WWE's gonna put him in. But uh, he definitely had a Hall of Fame career. Uh, we got the yeah, last. The last one said no. They're all said no. Steiner Brothers, they go in. Oh, of course. There's just no, that's not a question. It's first ballot. Steiner line. My number two uh, favorite tag of all time. Um, <clears throat> although uh, I didn't like Scott Steiner as a heel, I think he was great as a heel. I think he played his best work. Um, big pop pop, but he was a good heel because I didn't like him. So. Um, yeah, I mean, he, he's had uh, interviews talking about how he doesn't care about... I mean, he's bashed WWE Hall of Fame concept. Terrible idea. It's a terrible concept because he feels as if there's no official Hall of Fame place. So, I mean, you can you can count Stanford, Connecticut as a Hall of Fame place. Uh, you know, I'm sure they have Hall of, Hall of Fame, you know... Uh, Hall of Fame kind of uh, hallway somewhere perhaps <laughs> ceremonies the ceremonies were the WrestleManias which makes sense so why would you put why, I mean, make it a whole weekend instead of uh, having um, you know it being like Madison Square Garden so people have to be Madison Square Garden and miss WrestleMania so yeah um Big Cloud Pump, yeah, so everybody says yes for, for, for the Steiner Brothers. They're for Paul. Paul says no. Alright, last one real quick. Terry Taylor. Terry Taylor. Go in the Hall of Fame, Evan. Definitely no. Definitely no. <laughs> nice Terry, guy. Terry Taylor does not make it. Does not make the cut. Um, unfortunately, I think he should, but I All right, ladies Good and gentlemen, it's ring. been a fun ride. Um, go ahead, Evan. You're finishing this. No, I'm saying he's, he's a great talent in the ring. Good worker, but <laughs> no. Yeah, I agree. I don't think he goes in. Uh, unanimous no from the live stream. No one has said yes yet. 
<laughs> oh, uh, man. Okay, so first it could be. Uh, all right, well, good stuff, y'all. Uh, next week we'll have uh, another flavor of the week. I think uh, probably in a couple of weeks we'll get back to this one. I'll have some more names for you. Uh, next week we'll be really, really fun uh, for your interaction. It's been a wonderful show as always. Appreciate all your live interaction. So much fun. You guys are great. Uh, thank you for all of the interaction, all of the trivia, uh, great trivia answers. We got some smart wrestling fans. Uh, who watch the show all over the yeah. world, um, and I really, really appreciate uh, your your wonderful support. Follow at Crave Wrestling. That's the Pancakes and Power Slim Show at Crave Wrestling, and follow my Twitter account at Chris Prolific. Let let the world know you enjoyed the Pancakes and Power Slim Show. If you did, let people know about it. And so, uh, just, uh, no, I really appreciate the support every single week. Tens of thousands of listeners. Uh, but, you know, I'm, uh, I'm not too proud to say, hey, I appreciate your support. I appreciate uh, sharing the word. Subscribe to iTunes. Uh, make a positive review there. And, uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's been 306 episodes is in the books. So until next week, ladies and gentlemen, I am Chris Brothers on behalf of Everett under the Matt Radio. This yeah. is the Pancakes and Carson Show. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for tuning in. Enjoy your week of wrestling. And God bless. Goodbye. It's been an honor. Good night, guys. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.